This reminds me of my first experience in radio. It was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Happy Monday, you're listening to Breaking Waves on Eastside 89.7 with Alex Healy and Ollie Shelbourne. Yeah, Seth is unfortunately off sitting his P's driving test this evening, so third time's a charm. I hope he passes. <laughs> I'm sick of him getting lifts. Yeah, no, fingers crossed he does. On the show tonight, we'll be breaking down all the huge artists coming down under over the summer, plus with Santa set to arrive in just over a month, Alex and I will be sharing our go-to Christmas movies. But coming up next, I'll reveal three articles to be revealed after we die that actually already exist today. They've already been made. Oh, my God. Can't wait. But let's kick off the show with a fresh hit from Dua Lipa. This is Houdini. You're with Alex and Ollie for your Monday evening. On East Side, you're listening to Alex and Ollie. 
three things to be revealed after we die that exist now. Do you know what that means? No, so wait. Three things that will be revealed once we're all dead? Yeah, so three things that have already happened. So hint, one's a movie, one is an outfit, and one is a letter. They already exist in our world right now, but we will never see them. Our grandkids will see them with our kids, but we won't because they will be revealed after. So they're set, they're like... They have a set release set date. To be released. Correct. We'll okay. start with the letter. So in November 1986, mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth wrote a letter addressed to the mayor of Sydney and it says, please do not open this letter till 2085. And it's being held in a secret vault in Sydney. Cheeky little queenie. What do you think, what what do you think it's going to be I don't about? know. What's it, what, I mean, it'd have to be about something to do with like Australia's relationship with the monarchy and the royals. Maybe something like that. If it was written in 1986, I'm trying to think of what happened back then. It's almost 100 years from when it's going to be released. Because it's going to be released in 2085. So do you, do you know what's in the letter? Does anyone know what's yeah, in the actually, letter? Yeah, actually, I'm the only person in the world who no. knows what's in the letter. <laughs> then ha- so who's releasing it? Where is it now? It's, it's going to be released by the... It would be released by the Mayor of Sydney because it's addressed to the people right. of Sydney. So whoever the Mayor of Sydney is in 2085 yeah. will be releasing it. That's so interesting. Okay, well, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be alive for that. Okay, so the movie next. So there's a movie called A Hundred Years, the movie you will never see. And it's starring John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be released to the public on the 18th of November, 21... 2115? <laughs> I was like, hang on. 2115. 20, what were they call it? Because we call it 2015. <laughs> so they, they might call it 2115. Okay. And what's the movie about? Okay, so it's an experimental sci-fi film written by John Malkovich and it's starring Robert Rodriguez. Right. But I'm hoping that everyone who's involved in this movie, the actors, the crew, surely they're getting paid now because they're not going to be alive when oh, the movie definitely. comes out. They would have had to be. Also, the people who produced mm. this movie would have paid big money because it was produced by a French uh, beverage company, Remy Martin, to mm-hmm. promote their cognac, Louis Thirteen, And it actually takes 100 years to make. Imagine how much it costs. So right. So that's why there's this delay in getting it out there. And a cognac for those playing home is obviously a type of brandy. So how expensive would this drink cost then? $5,000. For a bottle. But if it takes 100 years to make, I would expect it to be Yeah, you'd expensive. want it to be. It'd be, it'd be Pretty, pretty worth yeah, a lot of value. Yeah, hundred years. So the movie is about that, and it's actually hidden somewhere in a high tech safe. Yeah, because I was going to ask, how glass. can how can we stop people from leaking this movie? I want to find out where can we find. Is there like trailers on YouTube, or is it completely like? Yeah, I think there is a trailer. Right, so we can see a bit of a sneak peek. But obviously, if you're not alive in twenty one fifteen, you ain't gonna watch yeah. the full thing. And what was the third thing? The yeah, so that was outfit. the movie 100 Years, what yeah. the Queen's Letter. And then the third one is... Not your outfit from last weekend. <laughs> no. Oh, no. This is sad. So when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in November 1963, yeah. well, his wife's pink suit was stained with his blood and yeah. brain I think fragments. I remember that that vision. I think everyone's yeah. seen that video of I that happening. I can't like oh. I can't see it. It's just too... So that suit... Are you saying... Yeah, so Jackie Kennedy's bloody pink suit is being held in a vault secret and no one is allowed to see it. However, the Kennedy family will consider releasing it to the public on October 26, 2103. I mean, that would again have so much public interest. And by that point as well, how many years later is that? 2103. That's in like 60 years. 
or something. So that's a, f- a fair way away. Okay, well, well I mean, three things. I will be hoping to see that first one. I'm keen to see the um the letter that the Queen wrote. Hopefully we'll be alive all, for yeah. that one, 2085. All, all happening in November. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. A lot, a lot of stuff happening in November, yeah. but interesting things. I'm sure there's so many more things out there as well that we're on... We don't even know about yet that are probably, you know, time capsules or letters, movies, songs even. There'll be so many artists right now who have songs that haven't been properly produced yet that maybe in like 300 years time Mm. or 200 years time could get released. Interesting one. Coming up next, we're going to be sharing our favorite Christmas and holiday movies. Plus, it seems like every artist in the world is down under right now. We're going to be giving you the rundown of all the artists coming to Australia over the next few months. Robbie Williams was just here last week. Alex was at that. We're going to hear about that one. It was a good night. And in light of Robbie Williams currently in Australia performing, we're going to play one of his top hits, Rock DJ, here on Eastside. Me with the floor show, kicking with your torso. Boys getting high and the girls even more so. Wave your hands if you're not with a man. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I got got we got everybody i got the gift gonna stick it in the gold it's time to move it by day
Rock DJ on your Monday evening. You're on Eastside with Alex and Ollie. Alex, you were at that concert in Sydney last week. How was it? Did you like it? It was good, but it was definitely not for kids. And there were <laughs> kids there in the audience. Yeah, I know. I've caught some of his um, Netflix documentary and there's a lot of like MA 15 plus rated stuff. He's yeah. a cheeky, cheeky guy. Um, speaking about Robbie Williams being down under, there's been a lot of stars down under the past couple of weeks. Sam Smith's been here. BB Rex has been here. Robbie Coldplay just played in Perth this weekend. So we thought uh, with Summer here as well, which tends to be the time that a lot of these artists come down for the festival season, um, we thought we'd give you a rundown of all the big name artists who are coming to Australia over the next few months. Uh, so in November, we've just had Robbie Williams. Spilt Milk is this weekend with Post Malone headlining. He's also got another heap of Aussie shows. Jason Derulo performed this weekend in Sydney. Joel Corey was just in Sydney as well. Uh, in December, we've got 50 Cent, Dermot Kennedy, Rufus. January, you've got Noah Kahn's debut tour down here, Becky Hill. Um, who would you like to see out of those? Any any tickle your fancy, Alex? Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> February, here you go. This might be more up your alley. Kid Leroy just yeah. announced his tour. I bet you'll be there. Um, Taylor Swift. No. I think there's like there's Ray. Um, heaps of people. Foo Fighters in December as well, I forgot to mention. They're going to have some sold-out shows. In March, May and April, so later on in the year, you've got the Jonas Brothers. You've got Niall Horan. Macklemore just announced the tour down under as well. So heaps of heaps of artists coming down. And also, those tickets make for a great um, a great Christmas present idea. So if you're struggling yeah, for a Christmas actually. present and you know someone who's a big fan of, I don't know, Becky Hill, big fan of 50 Cent, big fan of... Taylor Swift. I mean, you probably won't be able to get Taylor Swift tickets. Kid Leroy tickets. I know that's probably going to add another They're show. Expensive. I was looking at the cheapest of like one ninety nine. Yeah. Well, no. cheapest available. I was like, what? Treat How? yourself though. It's such a good experience seeing live music. Um, and we're very lucky now that COVID's over and everyone's sort of coming back down with big, big ticket shows. Talking about December, obviously Christmas is on the way as well, Alex. And you are a fiend for a Christmas movie. What are your favourites? The Holiday and Love Actually. Mm -hmm. My favourite. Love Actually is a good one. We do watch Love Actually at Christmas. I only watch them at Christmas. The Holiday, is that the one? Cameron Diaz, Uh, Jude Law, Mm -hmm. um, Kate Winslet. Yep. I think Jack Black. I think they're all four on the cover. Pretty big cast. Yeah. And it's the one where they're in America and then she goes to England. They swap. swap. Yeah, Yeah. they swap houses. I have watched that. Also... Love Actually, that is like a Christmas movie though, isn't that it? It's is like set around Christmas time. If you haven't seen Love Actually, I highly recommend you do it. It came out in 2003 and anyone who was a well-known English actor at the time was in it. <laughs> so it's like Hugh Grant, Kira Knightley, Colin Firth, Liam Nelson, Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, honestly, the list goes on. And whilst it is a bit of a fairy tale, it is the perfect example of a great Christmas film because it deals with love in all its forms. It shows eight London couples trying to deal with their relationships in different ways. And it's ridiculously relatable in some ways. It's also a little bit naughty. And it's hilarious with some standout scenes you'll never forget. And the best part is that it's all set around Christmas time. It is a nice Christmas movie. We always watch The Gavin and Stacey. It's like a British sitcom. They have a Christmas special TV episode, like a special like one hour length TV episode and we watch that every year at Christmas so that's what we do. It is nice to be like stuffed from your Christmas lunch and just be like lounged out on the couch. Oh no, I don't watch a movie at Christmas Day. Christmas Day is like lunch, family, talking, maybe an argument here and there (laughs) (laughs) as most families. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a turkey or do you have a ham? That's a big big bag. They have 
ham, turkey, and then something else. You're Italian. You probably have spaghetti as well. Yeah, somewhere. oh no, it's like the whole Italian family gets together. It's a whole oh thing. Oh my God, so much food. Moving on to something that isn't Christmas related, but is very fun. <laughs> Here we go. Two weeks ago, people released mm -hmm. their 2023 Sexiest Man Alive. Thank you, Of guys. the year award. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Okay. <laughs> so this year, 2023, was Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dem yeah. Dempsey. He's from Grey's Anatomy, that doctor movie. But I want to know who is, do people vote or is it just one person That's in the office making the decision? Because I don't know if Patrick Dempsey is the sexiest man alive in 2023. Yeah. The people that they voted, well, not everyone agrees. Right. So there's a bit of controversy. So has there been okay. any notable people in the past? Okay, um, Chris Evans last year. I, that's understandable, except I would have voted him in like uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> okay. No, I know. It's like he's still incredible. Like, right, like right, right. The fact that he works so hard for his body and also he's, he's been blessed with some great roles in movies and he's very smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Paul Rudd. He's funny. Such a sweet guy. He's funny. He's such a sweet Sexy, guy. Sexy, not too short, but yeah. funny. No, yeah, and he's, he's really, really good at acting. So that was 2021. Uh, 2020, Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Yep, agree with that. 2019, John Legend. No. 2018. Who is this person? Let me see. Ida, Idra, Idris? Idris Elba. You don't know Idris Elba. Well, wait, no, let me, okay, let me Idris Elba is up. an amazing actor. I know, the, I know the name. I know the name. I just don't, um. But see, again, these names. Oh, yeah, oh my oh God, I know this guy. I know yeah, these names, could... but like, are they really the sexiest people? Like their PR, no. their publicist must be working overtime to get them this gig. Because surely you would have thought, like, if you were in charge of it, who would you pick for like this next This is a round year's... table thing. So this isn't like, put oh, it there's out like to the multiple public. people. Whoa. Okay. Can we just go to the guy before in 29, 2017? Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, never heard of. No, that is not who they no, voted as people. No. Sorry to those listening. I'm home, sorry. I seem like he's smart guy, which I think Blake is great. Blake Shelton does not Good. look like. He looks like yeah. an old grandpa. But this is the Again, one no, time on not, the east side that we're going to judge looks. people on their it's looks. It's not all about looks. Life he could have a great personality. Very exactly. Sexy songs or something. He's a exactly. singer. This um, is just for fun. So, okay, so if I was to anyone. ask you now, Alex, who do you think would be the sexiest? Who do you think Jake should be Bellotti. the sexiest? Okay. <laughs> so you think in Australians to be the People magazine's sexiest person in the year? You think it's to be an Aussie? Support the Aussies. Uh, but also, if you haven't seen the Priscilla movie trailer, that's coming out, I think, Jan 9th. Please mm -hmm. go see it. He's scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we better go to a song before Alex gets ahead of herself. So stick around because coming up, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite activities as a kid growing up. I used to go with my mum every Friday, heading to the zoo, but apparently it's not going to be around for much longer. People are calling for zoos to be closed. Whoa. We're going to talk about that next, but right now to celebrate the animals, this is Rufus with Like an Animal on Eastside 89.7.
Like an animal by Rufus here on Eastside with Alex and Ollie. Yeah, so guys, zoos. It's pretty controversial at the moment. A lot of people are saying more and more that zoos need to be closed down, that they're like abusing animals. Who's saying that? It's all over online. I mean, news articles are talking about it. There's like wildlife organizations that are calling for the shutdown of zoos. Um, Personally, growing up, I used to go to the zoo every Friday. My mum and I were zoo friends of the zoo here in Sydney. I used to go every Friday as a kid. I loved the zoo. But I do think now with like technology and with like Google and all this awesome stuff at our fingertips, maybe the the zoo, the value of a zoo is not as relevant or necessary as it once was because we can learn about animals now with like a few types, with a few clicks. Back then it was like, you have to go to the zoo to find out about these animals, you know, and we can find out so much online with technology. It's also interactive. So I'm going to run through some arguments for and against zoos. And Alex, I want you afterwards to work out which sort of side of the fence you sit on, whether you would want the zoos to continue or whether you think that they should be shut down. So obviously zoos do bring people together and they bring animals together and they help to educate the public and foster an appreciation of like all the different species because zoos, as we know, don't just house animals from that country they're in but they have animals from all over the world so that's a definite definite benefit of zoos Mm. another thing is that they can save endangered species so they have breeding programs that can help to you know rehabilitate endangered species bring them into a safe environment where they are then protected which is obviously really good and like a lot of zoos here in australia you know australia zoo with the Irwins and taronga they do such great things at getting these animals um back in the wild breeding, getting those numbers back up and conservation and stuff. So that's really important, but I don't think it's the case around the world. Um, Mm. And as we all know, 
essentially zoos are animals confined in small spaces and you see when you're there the animals that are in like this tiny like 10 by 10 cage basically they're there all the time and animals aren't meant to do that so here are some of the other arguments against zoos um we really don't have the right to breed capture and confine these animals humans don't have that right uh animals in captivity do suffer from boredom stress and confinement like no matter how humane the the exhibit might look at the end of the day they're not able to do the things that their species are supposed to do when they're stuck in this environment 24 7 um, some captive breed, breeding programs do not release animals back into the wild. They just sort of just keep the offspring forever part of this cycle of zoo chains I think and that, move them to other zoos. I think that isn't right, that one right there. I don't have a huge problem with zoos. I don't go to the zoo. But I think if they bring animals in, nurture them, yeah. and then let them back out into the wild or even have them there for like a year, yeah. I don't see a problem with that. And I guess at this sen- like essentially zoos are there to educate, but also they're yeah. there to make money. And like, exactly. it is a business at the end of the day, as much yeah. as it's about celebrating animals and like, we've got this new species at the end of the day, they're just trying to sell tickets for people to come in. So like, where's the line crossed? But like, would you, would you go to a zoo knowing that they sort of, you know, like don't treat the animals very well or would I you? I don't go to, to a zoo in general, but <laughs> if, if I knew that a zoo was not treating their animals well, or if there was, there were cases against them, um, you know, animal abuse then no I would not go mm. there zoos like Taronga they're a good business yeah. because there's like a view of the harbour yeah. everywhere then they have um, stay at Taronga for a yeah, night like amazing accommodation places. and I think it does like Taronga's like such a good example of a zoo but there's others around the world that I think which is where this argument have started around yeah. the world other other zoos that don't maybe have as much money are treating the animals oh, really poorly. Oh, yeah, no. There are some countries where there are zoos that you have... There are videos out there yeah. of them just, like, whipping the animals yeah. to get them back into the cage. And that isn't right. I mean, hopefully we don't have that in Australia. No. Obviously, if it does happen, we don't see it. It's behind closed doors. Yeah. I don't have a huge problem against zoos. I think that the kids love them and, and yeah, kids go and go, they learn. As a kid. Yeah, you go as a kid and you see the animals and you can pet them. It's just so... Opens up your, your eyes and your mind at such a young age. Yeah. Um, it is a very, you know, controversial topic. So let us know your thoughts, guys. Hit us up on Instagram, breaking.waves.esidefm. Let us know what side of the fence you're on. That is right. And before we go, I want to take a moment to speak about neuroendocrine cancer. So about 12,000 people will be diagnosed with neuroendocrine tumors each year. And a friend and former colleague of mine, Coco, has very sadly been diagnosed um, with this. So if you want to support her and her four girls, we'll put a GoFundMe link uh, on our Instagram page. That's breaking.waves.esidefm. Well, that's it from us. Thank you for your company. You've been listening to Breaking Waves with Alex Healy and Ollie Shelbourne. Hopefully, Seth will be with us next time. And by next time, he means next year because we are on Christmas break. So enjoy the rest of your week. Oh, and get ready for Black Friday sales this Friday at 24th. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm locked in for that one. (laughs) See you guys. Have a good one. Bye.
listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.